Welcome everybody to the Scott Ross Show. My name is Scott Ross and I'm so honored that you've taken time out of your week to take a listen to this podcast. I am very, very excited about the interview we have for you today. It is with Lolly Daskal. She is the founder and CEO of Lead From Within and you are going to get so much out of this interview. Lolly has so many accolades, it's hard to list them all. Uh, among her many awards, she's named one of the top 50 leadership and management experts by Inc. Magazine. She was named the most inspiring woman Woman in the World by the Huffington Post in 2017. She's written for uh, HBR, for Inc.com, Fast Company, Huffington Post, Psychology Today, and tons of others. She's got lots of best-selling books. Her latest bestseller is The Leadership Gap that she's going to talk about during this podcast. But you're going to get so much out of this in terms of taking your own leadership to another level, learning how to coach others during any sort of leadership environment, and how to identify and take advantage of opportunities during a crisis, which is absolutely uh, pertinent to what's going on in the world right now. So you're going to love this interview. I can't wait for you to meet Lolly. So let's jump right in. So Lolly, thank you so much for being on the Scott Ross Show. I'm very honored to speak with you and you have so much that you have contributed to the world in terms of thought leadership and, and, and insight on leadership and just other insights as well. So uh, trying to figure out how we make the best use of this time is a little bit challenging, but just for the people who aren't as familiar with your work, maybe haven't seen your TED Talk yet, give them a, just an overview of kind of your background and what your come from is when it comes to this whole leadership conversation. Absolutely. So I have been in my business for over three decades and I have been through many challenges and crises of what we've been through since the early eighties. And the thing about me is back then I had a very unique message and the message is every single person that I encounter is a leader and that you find leadership from within. That's why my company's called Lead From Within. I also believe that leadership is a humanity thing. It's not about how smart you are, it's about who you are as a person. Way back when, when I started, it wasn't a very, it wasn't a message that was embraced, but I still stuck to my guns. That's what I believe, because I've gotten my information from philosophy and psychology. It's based on science. It's based on real life experience. The leaders that we admire most are the leaders that lead from within. So after almost three decades, I still believe by my message and I stand by it. I love it. And I'm just curious because of your, you know, breadth of experience and the fact that it has been over three decades, you know, I think clearly if we look back in the 70s and 80s, the, that idea of the archetype leader was very, very prominent. And what I'm curious about is, have you seen a maturity in the world's view of leadership uh, over the time that you've been working? Or do you think we're still stuck in the past as far as how we view uh, leaders as those kind of archetypal characters? So I think about it this way. Overall, we're a little stuck. Individually, we have made some really beautiful progress. So think about it this way. Because people think as, as leaders, as the person in power. I don't believe that's what leadership is about. If you're still going with the old leadership leader in power, yes, we're stuck. But think about the individuals that make you feel a certain way. I believe that we've moved the needle on that. Terrific. So let's talk about some of your kind of pillars of leadership. One is, is what we've just been talking about, which is this 
false concept of the leader. This idea of the person who's bigger than life, the type A personality, the person who's in charge. Where do we get leadership wrong when we think about leaders in that way? When we think of leadership, our first inclination is to think the leader in power, the leader in a position, the leader in t- you know, with the title. And I truly believe that true leadership comes not from power, but from those who empower others. So it could be your coach, it could be your spouse, it could be your partner, it could be your teacher, it could be someone that you've just met. If they make you feel better about who you are, that's a leader. And so I think that's a foundational element of leadership that we get wrong, that we think that it has to be, you know, you have to arrive at leadership. No, you become a leader. You don't arrive at it through a position or title. Amazing. I love it. So my mentor is John Maxwell and, you know, he has this whole law of the lid idea. And so when we teach leadership, we talk about that law a lot. And one of the things that I get back is a lot of insecurity. You know, people know they need to raise their leadership lid, but they feel like, well, I was, I'm not an extrovert. I wasn't the captain of the football team or the captain of the cheerleading squad. What do I have to bring to the table? How do you approach those people who have those insecurities and kind of coach them through that iterative stepping stone process to become the leader that they want to be? Thank you for asking that question, because that's a very important question. And that's not only for leaders, but it's for individuals, entrepreneurs. It's just a life lesson. In my research, when I did my book, The Leadership Gap, What Comes Between You and Your Greatness, the research shows that 99% of us suffer from the imposter syndrome. We suffer from thinking we're not good enough, we're not capable enough, we're not smart enough. So we're in good company, right? Because it's all of us. I happen to coach the 1% leader. I don't want to name him because we all know him very well. And the thing is, He has no self-doubt whatsoever. What he knows is the best and is the smartest, but let's not talk about him now. Let's talk about how everybody else feels. The person that feels they're not good enough, they're not smart enough, they have this self-doubt. I talk about in my book, The Leadership Gap, that each one of us has it. If we stay in our gap of self-doubt and we don't leverage it, we won't get the success and what I call the greatness that lives within us. The way to tackle that or the technique or the tool is, I believe, find out what's great about you. Find out your strengths. Take those things and really excel. Once you excel at that, have this mindset of learning mindset. Learn more, grow more, develop more, expand more. When you do that, think about it this way. The greatness goes up on the scale and the gap comes down. Think about if you've been in your business. The more you know, the better you are, the more confident you are. So if you're feeling self-doubt, become a student of your business, become a student of your leadership, become a student of life. Be curious enough, learn. So the self-doubt goes down and the confidence comes up. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you, I mean, there's a little bit of a debate, I guess, amongst leadership thinkers around where you should focus your attention. And, you know, like Maxwell's very clear. He he believes that we should focus almost everything on our strengths because then we could be at 10 versus, you know, focusing on the things we're not good at where at best we might rise to a five or a six. What is your approach to our strengths and our weaknesses and where our personal development attention should flow. 
right? So this comes from my own work and my own research. So this is what I have found. And that's why the leadership gap, my book is very important, is that we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. I believe I'm a big believer that we have to leverage our, you know, our skills and our strengths. But if we don't know our weaknesses, I believe they end up owning us. So you have to be aware of your weaknesses and do something about them, not just leave them doormat. Because think about it this way. If, you're, if your life is a balloon, right, and you only squeeze on one side, the other side of the balloon blows up. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, I'm a big holistic kind of coach, that we have to know our strengths and we also have to know our weaknesses all at the same time. And we have to acknowledge both in order to really reach who we want to be. And so, yes, learn, grow, develop on your skills, but also know your weaknesses, what to do about them, how to leverage them, how to manage them, and how to lead with them. You know, I think that social media has created more insecurity than maybe in any generation in the past. I mean, I deal a lot with uh, youth and millennials and the level of anxiety in that generation is off the charts. And it's because this, you know, we used to have advertising that told us all the ways we weren't good enough. We weren't skinny enough. We didn't drive a cool enough car. But now it's in your face every single day that your life isn't as cool as all these other people on social media. So what are some exercises someone can go through to identify that they do have strengths, they do have something to contribute? So the biggest problem that we have right now in our society is, and it comes from the imposter syndrome, and the science of the imposter syndrome, we're so busy comparing ourselves to others, we don't get to learn about ourselves. And this whole idea of learning about ourselves, you know, takes work. And most people don't want to spend the time doing that work because they want to be fed. Tell me who I am. Tell me what I should do. Think about leadership. Most of the leadership books, as you can tell, I read a book every day. I read, right? I like to read. I'd like to know what people are saying. And most of the leadership books that are out there, they'll give you all the how-tos. How, what, when, and where, and even why. For a long time, you know, why was a big thing but we're missing the most important aspect and the aspect of who. If you don't spend the time figuring out the who, how are you supposed to do the how, the what, the when, and even understand your why? So for the youth and for the millennials, spend that time of going inward to lead from within. Find out who you are, not what your neighbor is or what someone else is. Find out about yourself. What do you like? What don't you like? What is important to you? What do you value? Why do you value it? And from there, that is the foundational elements of learning about yourself. I want to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Bluehost. If you want to do anything entrepreneurial, you need a website. And the best place to host your website is Bluehost. Bluehost supports more than 2 million websites worldwide. Their bandwidth is unmetered, so you never have to worry about performance. And the biggest reason to go with Bluehost is their support. I use them because they have 24-7 support based in the United States, and they are amazing at solving any issue you will encounter. Bluehost has anytime money-back guarantee that allows 
customers to cancel whenever they want without penalty. Right now, Bluehost is offering my listeners free domain name for one year. That's worth at least 10 bucks. Free SSL certificate. That's worth at least 65 bucks. And one click WordPress installation for just $3.95 a month. That is less than a dollar a week to get yourself or your business on the web. Go to scottrossonline.com slash bluehost to take advantage of this offer. That's scottrossonline.com slash bluehost. Get online and take yourself to the next level. So you coach very high performers. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is if you were to coach my audience right now, a lot of us are a little bit frustrated in this current situation, right? We're, we're out of fuel, we're out of gas, and we're wondering what's the point maybe. So how do you uh, create that kind of internal engine that can refuel when you need it and, and, and keep you moving when you face obstacles, especially like the kinds of things that are completely outside of our control right now? Great question. And it follows something that we just talked about. See, most people that are used to doing the how what somebody else tells you you run out of fuel when you have a good foundational element of who you are then you know how to nourish yourself so for today's climate the thing that i would say is find out what inspires you find out what motivates you find out and you know for for people it's different things maybe you know for me it's reading a book for me, it's, and you know what I've been reading a lot since I've been quarantined is more biographies because people have been through tough times. How did they make it through? You know, usually we hear, all of us hear the end part, the Nobel Prize, or we hear, we hear about the award that they got. But what was happening until they got that award? What was happening until they got that Nobel Prize? That to me is more interesting because their journey is where I'm going to get motivated, inspired myself, is that when we think we have no control, I think it's most important to go inward, find out who we are, and yet do the things that will motivate us to get us out of our little bubble of thinking we have no control. I love it. I love biographies. I'm a big, big fan and big proponent. I mean, we can learn from our own mistakes or we can learn from someone else's and it's way faster to go learn them from someone else's. So I, I, I really, really appreciate that. So once somebody decides, okay, I'm going to look inwardly, I'm going to find out who I really am. I'm going to figure out what I have to contribute and I'm going to buy into that. Now what? Like, where do they go uh, as sort of the first steps in their leadership journey? So the thing about it is, is that people think that there's a journey and a destination. Like, I've arrived. Okay, I've done the work. I found out what's important. No. Then guess what life does? Life, your business, your leadership, your success, your chat. They're going to throw you challenges. They're going to throw you curveballs. It's what you do in your moments. That's where you leave your footprints. So think about it this way. Every second, life gives us a chance to show who we are. It's what we do in those moments, what choices we make, what decisions that we make that make us. And so when you say, okay, now I've done the work. No, that's the beginning. Now you have to continue doing the work. We're constantly evolving. People just want a recipe for success or they want to know, okay, I've done it. I'm done. You're never done. You know, I, you know, I think about my business. I think about my life. I've been through so many phases of my life, of my business, of my journey, 
and it brings out different aspects of myself. And I have to keep asking myself, Lolly, who are you going to be in this moment? Are you going to live in your greatness or your gap? And those are decisions that you have to make on a constant basis. You talk about qualities of a great leader, and I'm just curious, of the qualities, are there any that you consider to be more foundational than others? Like, if this is missing, you get your, where, where it's a non-starter, or do you feel like they all kind of make up a recipe? What a great question. And everybody wants that list. You know, for five years, I wrote for Inc. Magazine, and when I first started, I was writing articles that were in depth about leadership. And they said, no, Lolly, we want the five qualities and the seven steps and the 12 this and the three this. And I was like, that's not how it works. And they said, that's what our readers want. And so for those that are looking for the 12 steps, the five steps, you have to understand that life doesn't come wrapped nicely in a box. You know, life is messy. And so the qualities that you need are the qualities that you are going to have to develop. So in my book, The Leadership Gap, I do talk about seven qualities because I think it encompasses from one quality and that is character. If you have character, you'll have integrity, you'll have trust, you'll have truth. You know, so I believe character is the foundation of all qualities. Yeah. And you really can't fake that, right? I mean, that that you can fake it a little bit maybe, but it'll emerge pretty quickly, especially for the people that know you the best, the people that are the closest to you. I always think that a, a, one measure of a leader is how respected are they by their wife, their children, or their husband, you know, the people that know them the absolute best. So um, I agree. I think character is so foundational. Do you have any tips on character development? I mean, you know, we, we grew up in a culture that's that's not doing a lot of character development. No, because we're so busy on wanting to arrive that we haven't dealt on what's going to get us there, right? And so I think character like values is a very individual journey. And I think about character, you know, when I was growing up, I'll never forget, I think I was like 18 years old. And I asked myself the questions like, who do you want to be, Lolly, in this world? And I knew that I wanted to make a difference. I had a very, I'm, I'm a big servant leader. I'm very, I care about people. Maybe, a, you know, I care a lot. I lead with my full heart. And so that when I was 18, I'll never forget, I asked myself, is that if you want to serve, what does that mean? And I said, you know, every time I encounter someone, I want them to feel better because they were in my, you know, in my presence. So to me, that was character. So the question that I have for each person that's listening today is, what does character mean to them? If they were to lead with character, what would happen to the person that they encounter? What would happen to the people in their lives? And how would it change? What do they need to develop in order to make that happen? Think about character, it has to be developed on a moment to moment basis. It's not something you can't go around and say, I lead with character, right? It's right. like, what do you do in times of struggle? If you're not in the best space and you're not leading with character, it's going to come out very quickly. So, the thing that's most important, the short answer is look within, find out who you want to be, how you want to be perceived and then develop those quality that will give you character. 
there's a survey that came out, I think it was last year, and they surveyed something like 26, 2700 executives of major corporations all over the world. And they were, uh, they were mid-level executives that they were polling and they were asking, you know, what is the number one thing you want in someone you would follow? And it was character or in another way it was asked, it was consistency, uh, was, was kind of that idea. So definitely the real world bears that out. So a couple of last things I want to ask, I mean, everybody's filled with uh, fear and trepidation and rightfully so, I think in this environment, people are seeing where the threats lie, but I also think there's probably lots of big opportunities and especially for people who have looked for their chance to step into a leadership role. I think that this environment is creating a need for leaders. So, you know, pretend my listener is sitting in front of you and one of your sessions, where do you see the opportunities right now, I guess, is the best way to say that. So that's a great question. So the thing about it now is that we have tremendous opportunity, tremendous, is because most people are feeling overwhelmed, challenged. And so the person that steps out and up is the person that's going to stand out right? And that's leadership. That's the essence of leadership, right? The person that gets ahead of the crowd and says, come and follow me. The thing about it is that's most important is, is that in order to be that kind of leader, the question that I would ask is how agile and flexible are you? Are you willing to do what needs to happen to change? Because if you say, no, I want my old life back. I want what was what was is not here anymore and i don't think we'll ever be here again what we need to learn is to be that agile and flexible person and say where are the opportunities and this is very important let's say we we think there's an opportunity and we try it and it fails don't stop try something else it's not i did one thing and it didn't work keep looking I always say, look at where the door is open. Look where the window is open and ajar and step into it. So it could be something very small. And think about it this way. You don't have to change the world. Start with yourself, then start with those around you, then your community, then your society, then your business, then the world. So don't think it has to be the biggest thing. Little baby steps of being agile and flexible right now will get you to see the opportunities that are happening. A lot of my listeners are leaders. They are leaders in small businesses, in education, um, in the faith community. You're one of the top coaches in the world. Coach them a bit on coaching their people right now. What are some techniques they can apply right now in this environment to help their people get a lot of growth while we're sitting here all at home? If anybody has watched my TED Talk, I tell this wonderful story about Alexander the Great. You know, they were in time of war. And the thing about it is, is that everybody was parched. Everybody was thirsty. And so the commanders saw that Alexander the Great was thirsty. So they ran to find a little stream to get him some water because he was their leader. When they brought him the water, he took the cup of water and he turned it upside down. And he said, if all of you don't have water, then I don't want water. So right now, what I would coach is, the leaders that are leading others, get into the foxhole with your people. Find out what they're suffering from, what their challenges are. Let them feel supported. Let them feel that you care. Let them feel loved by you, seen by you. When they feel that you're in it with them, they will do everything it takes to go the extra mile. I saw something on 60 Minutes last night that was so powerful, and it talks about true leadership. 
is that GM and Ford, they're used to making cars. Now this coronavirus hit us bad, right? And what did they do? Within three weeks, they became agile, they became flexible, and they have a new business. They're making ventilators and they're making different machines and masks. That's who we need to be. If I can say to anybody as a leader, look at the opportunities like we talked about, get into what you can do to make a difference, and then go full throttle ahead. I love it. One question I ask every single person who comes on here is, and you clearly are a reader, if you had to only recommend one book to everybody to read, what would the book be? It's a book that I have reread for the past 35 years, and I reread it every year on my birthday. And it's Viktor Frankl, The Man's Search for Meaning. And the reason why I reread the book every year is because I'm at a different stage in my life every year. And I find the essence of that book says to you that if you find yourself in a difficult situation, if you find yourself in something intolerable that you cannot, you don't think you could make it to the other side, then find meaning in your struggle. And if you can find meaning in your struggle, you could make it through the most devastating struggles, challenges ever. And it's really been a profound book in my life and I've given it as gifts to many, many people. The thing is that Viktor Frankl survived the Holocaust. And the thing about that is, is that he found meaning. And when he was able to find meaning, he found purpose and he was able to make it out alive. And so I recommend The Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Yeah, I love that book as well. I mean, I think that we live in a really myopic time where, you know, we it's hyperbole society. Everything is, this is the worst it's ever been. It's the worst president. It's the worst government. It's the worst pandemic. It's the worst, you know, and we, we can get a lot of perspective, whether it's biographies or whatever, that that's not really true. So I think that book is a, a lot of, um, you know, it's very apropos for what we're going through. And it, I think it speaks to something else, just as an aside, that you talk about a lot, which is this myth of perfection. Like if we get into a situation where things aren't perfect, well, that's the end. I mean, can you talk about that just real briefly? Who can define perfect? I don't, I don't even know what perfect is. Every time one of my clients says it has to be perfect, I go, aren't we searching for excellence? We're not searching for perfect. We can change our verbiage around the word. I've never seen perfect. And so I think we're all searching for excellent. And when you search for excellence, then you become a better version of, what, of yourself and what you're trying to achieve. Great. So Lolly, how do people uh, follow you, get a hold of your book and that sort of thing? So I think I'm everywhere on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Um, LollyDaskell.com is my website. I write three to four times articles. I have thousands and thousands of articles on HBR, Psychology Today, and on Inc. The book that I've written that I'm very proud about that I think can make a big difference, especially now in our climate of leadership, is called The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness. And you can purchase it in every bookstore and Amazon. Yeah, and we'll definitely, uh, guys, have links to all this stuff in the show notes. We'll connect to Lolly's social media, her YouTube, her TED Talk, her book, everything. So uh, you can find all that stuff very, very quickly. Well, Lolly, it's been an absolute honor to uh, meet with you and, 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 you know, receive so much value from you. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I want to say it was a real privilege and what an honor it was to speak to you today. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much for joining me for this fantastic conversation with Lolly Daskal. Before we go, I wanted to walk you through some of the key takeaways I got from this episode. I hope they were useful for you as well. The first thing that really struck me was what makes a true leader. I mean, in our society, we've built up these false ideas about the strong leader from someone who is the loudest in the room or the person who's most controlling. And Lolly challenges that, asking us to lead from within. She said the best leaders have the super strong inner architecture. And I absolutely loved that point. Number two, know your weaknesses. It's important to understand both your strengths and your weaknesses. Because Lolly said, if we only know our strengths, it is actually our weaknesses that could end up controlling us. By being self-aware, we can be better leaders and avoid blindly falling victim to our weaknesses. Third big takeaway was finding courage in dark times. Folks, I know we're in a really challenging period of history, and a lot of us are facing financial and personal obstacles that we have never faced before. But Lolly encourages us to dig deep and see the opportunities that can come from this. Right now, because so many people are overwhelmed and struggling, you can make an especially large impact as a leader. So step up, take ownership, and make the best of this situation. I was really thrilled to talk with Lolly Daskal today, and I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I did. If you want to explore more of what she's working on, you can read our show notes from this episode at scottrossonline.com. You can also take a look at some of the projects that I'm working on, and you can also watch the video from this conversation on my YouTube channel, which will be linked in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for listening. We'll see you back here next Wednesday with a new episode. God bless. God bless.